Walk in the light, beautiful light. Come where the dewdrops of mercy shine bright. What is a dewdrop of mercy? I don't know. Uh... We'll shine all around us by day and by night. Jesus, he's the light of the world. Snot bubbles of grace? I don't... Right. We need to research that. Boogers of compassion? <laughs> oh. Sweat of love. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> yeah, I'm running late, so just meet me at the let out. Y'all trying to get in, but I'm trying to get out. Getting robbed, get shot at the let out. Heels in her hand while she leaving out the let out. City of Atlanta, uh huh. Saints, goons, goblins, <laughs> ain't, <laughs> ain't, perhaps. <laughs> Welcome to the let out. Listen, where the threat of snow will shut down an entire city. I'm so sick of Atlanta, right up and through here. It's cold as bricks out there. Listen, the Hulk is out. But Atlanta owe me gas money. I mean, the entire situation just completely like, oh, time to go. <laughs> Sade, I don't even think it rained like that today. We just had a cup of rain. And I'm sitting at work angry. Because this was a choice day. It wasn't even a cup of rain. It was a <laughs> spritz. <laughs> sprinkle me, man. E-40. Come on. <laughs> we had a sprinkle of rain. You underdig? And it'll shut down the whole entire city. I hope y'all are being safe out there. How was your week, man? Listen, my week, I survived it. I didn't go off on nobody. Oh, God. Listen, he's a keeper. Yes, uh-huh. he is. Well, no, I take that back. I did go off on somebody in public oh, forum, oh. and I had to go to my pastor and repent. So, how was your week? Well, I can't even speak about that because I definitely encouraged said shenanigans. It did. And I don't take it back. And I'll call you sweet and low again. <laughs> you remember that uh, <laughs> that song from Goody Mob? <laughs> Christina was like, well, my name is Sugar Love. <laughs> Help God. The songwriter said people don't dance no more. All, All they, they do, do is this. this. Huh? Oh, okay. Finger pop a pop. All right. So. My week has been a week, man. Uh, yeah. 2019. I just need you to come in, sit down, and don't touch nothing. Uh -uh. Jesus. But God is exalted. Uh, The devil is defeated, and uh, (laughs) the Patriots are in the Super Bowl. You know what? The Super Bowl is rigged, and I'm not taking it back. And it, it, it... 
this is what I've identified, mm -hmm. is that whatever America, the United States of America, to be exact, North America, oh. is in turmoil, Okay. The Patriots always end up in the Super Bowl. First of all, it's a conspiracy. First of all, what are they saying? First of all, huh? Don't do my Patriots like that. First of all, and 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 what what is going on with Brady? Brady, he's what 45, 46? He old. Fam, I need him to. This man's arm. Listen. At 45. Tom Brady is the GOAT. I just... In real life. He's the GOAT. I so. believe he bathes in baby tears and well blood. I think he's a demon. Okay. Too far? Too much? I'm just trying to figure out how we got here. That escalated very quickly. He ain't tapped into the well of living water. Does, does he lift up Jesus? I can neither confirm nor deny. See, I noted. Okay. All right, well, this week, out in these streets, the block has been set ablaze, <laughs> raging <Damn>. fire. <laughs> the block is on apocalypse because y'all's president that Broderick voted for. Uh, oh, Charday, don't do this. He voted for him, and now we have to live with the consequences of Broderick McBride's presidential vote and I'm sick of it personally well I'm not the only Bradrick McBride in the world so well you the one I'm talking to and you voted for him make me flip your chair over with you in it Scarlett won't take no tumble tonight <laughs> <laughs> so what day is this in the governmental shutdown well we as of right now are not in a shutdown. That's true. He ended it. Because dude reached a deal. But I think that's shady. It is. Because the morning of the day that you reached this deal to end the shutdown, your homeboy, one Roger Stone, uh -huh. gets raided by the FBI and indicted federally on numerous charges including obstruction of justice yes, yes. and witness tampering. Yes. He was also cited for uh, WikiLeaks emails. Mm -hmm. So if you guys remember I think it was like two episodes, two episodes. back yeah. we were telling you about a documentary that was playing on Netflix called Get Me Roger Stone mm -hmm. and I believe that Netflix had the word of the Lord because <laughs> they got Roger Stone. <laughs> they got him, fam. My God. Now, I don't believe that Roger Stone is going to do any time. Yeah, I think that yeah. he's going to escape, and it's so unfortunate. Um, but I do believe that if the intercessors prayed mm -hmm. to the God of justice. Listen. El Olam is his name. Um, Your Bible says that the government is on his, his shoulders. shoulders. Huh? Listen, I just believe that we can turn that sentence around. But so many of us are so misinformed and undereducated about these things. I don't think that many of us really understand the magnitude of this moment. And it's quite possible that we might miss it. Very good. Agreed. Yeah. So I believe that 
Roger Stone is the sixth person in Trump's inner circle to be charged or convicted as a result of the Mueller probe. Among Stone, you have former National Security Advisor Michael Flynn. You have Trump mm-hmm. Deputy Campaign Chairman Rick Gates. Trump Campaign Chairman Paul Manafort. Trump Campaign Advisor George Papadopoulos. If you have the last Jesus. name of Papadopoulos. Right, you a demon. What are you just sit somewhere, Papadopoulos? It sounds like um, a character out of a Dr. Seuss book. Like you want to get caught. Yeah. <laughs> What's your Papadopoulos? <laughs> Go sit down. Okay. <laughs> Finally, you have Trump's personal attorney, Michael Cohen, who was arrested and indicted. So, of course, we said that he was indicted upon a slew of charges. Among them, you have one count of obstruction of justice of an official proceeding, five counts of false statements, and one count of witness tampering. So, it will be very interesting if they don't begin the process of drawing up articles of impeachment against Trump. I am waiting on that moment. Nixon had less. Much less. Much less. And isn't it interesting that Roger Stone, Mm -hmm. who's involved in this, Mm -hmm. was also involved in Watergate. Huh? He was actually named. He's named in in Watergate. Watergate. The proceedings. Absolutely. Beloveds, if you don't know what Watergate is, if you don't know who Nixon is, please, ma'am, please, sir, let a book, an encyclopedia, let Google be your friend in this hour. Amen. Listen, just as in theological study, you have the law of first mention. Yeah. Come on. Google <laughs> and these political receipts be your portion in this in hour. In this year of our Lord, yes. 2019. Real life. Be great. Real life. Um, what else we got going on? Um, New York. Yes. New York. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> Made of. I don't know. Though. Hey, I man. just remember Lil Mama jumping on that stage. <laughs> <laughs> Lil Bow Wow. They're the same person. I don't care what you say. So, <laughs> what's happening in in New York, Martin? So, New York, I believe it was last Tuesday. Yes. They passed the Reproductive Health Act on the 46th anniversary of Roe versus Wade. New York State passed a law to protect women's access to abortion, even if the historic case is overturned. Now, if you are not familiar with Roe versus Wade. It was the landmark case that resulted in the decision issued in 1973 by the United States Supreme Court on the issue of the constitutionality of laws that criminalize or restricted access to abortions. So in 1970, a young lady by the name of Norma McCorvey filed suit in the United States District Court for the Northern District of Texas under the alias Jane Roe. Can you imagine the level of courage it took her to move like that back in the day? She was like 22. Yeah, yeah. That part. Yeah. So she sued a 
Texas district attorney by the name of Henry Wade. It's where you get Roe Ro versus Wade. Wade. Mm -hmm. Because at that time in the state of Texas, abortions were illegal. And there were also similar sanctions in place in other states that criminalize abortions as well. So there were practically nowhere um, in the country, I believe, really at that time that yeah. you could go to have an abortion. So in a seven to two vote, the Supreme Court ruled in favor of Norma McCorvey that women have the right to make their own medical decisions. So in the grand scheme of things, while this suit was filed in Texas, the decision had far-reaching implications that affected the other states in the union that had legislation in place criminalizing abortion, which is protected under the 14th Amendment. And prior to this moment, women who were getting abortions were having to go to back rooms mm -hmm. and having to go to um, unsanitary, unsterile environments. Mm -hmm. um, and as a result, a lot of women were losing their lives. Um, a lot of black women. A lot of black women. Talk about it. Losing their lives because yeah. this ban at that time really hit women of color mm -hmm. and low income families mm -hmm. who wanted the option of abortion. Right, right. Um, and I mean, it, it even digs down into the conversation of eugenics um, mm -hmm. with, you know, trying to develop systems of population control when it mm -hmm. comes to, you know, African-Americans or minority groups, mm -hmm. if you will. Um, but at, for me as a man, and this is my opinion, um, so if you do decide to send me hate mail just make sure that you spell my name correctly ba -da -ba, um ba -da -ba. i absolutely believe in women's rights of choice mm -hmm. your ability to say um when you are going to give birth and when you are not going to give birth um the the prophet known as tupac mm -hmm. um said that a man has no right to tell a woman when and where to create one, one being a baby. Mm -hmm. um, and I absolutely believe in that. Um, there are many circumstances by which women are forced to succumb to, to conceive and also birth children. Um, if you're raped, you need to have the right of choice. Um, if there's something going on in your body that would be detrimental to both you and this child. You need the right to, of choice. If you find out that your child has an extra chromosome or is missing a chromosome and your faith isn't up to a level to pray in the miracle that's needed, fam, you need another choice. Or, you know, you're not ready to have a child. You need the right to choice because what I don't want is us con consistently creating... Um, moments and opportunities where individuals are having kids that they are not taking care of mm -hmm. and those babies become wards of the state um, by force um, but also these babies losing their lives because their mom's mind snap you know so I'm for it listen a woman need a right to choose what goes on with her body so and I know that that's very unpopular especially amongst us in clergy but Honestly, I feel that 
I'm a part of a demographic that is caught between a rock and a hard place. Mm-hmm. Um, my theological mind cannot reconcile the concept of abortion. Yeah. Um, my heart, however, has issue reconciling supporting legislation that will implement sanctions to police the autonomy of a human being. I don't feel like we have the ability or the right to, again, police the decisions and the body parts, the members of other members. I just, yeah, for the life of me, um, I don't support abortion. However, 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 comma, I just, there's something in me that I just, it just does not sit right with me to say, you know, this is what I believe and I'm going to wield my beliefs over you and tell you, Broderick or whomever, you can't do this with your body. I just, I don't believe that's within my right. Um, In the grand scheme of things, I wish that there were things available within the body of Christ Mm -hmm. that would present more options. Mm -hmm. Um, If there were a culture that eliminated the shame Mm -hmm. of mismanaged decisions, um, that uh, a culture that eliminated the shame of um, this is what's happening in my life and there's a possibility that my baby may come out with no eyes. I don't want to feel shame because this is the decision that I'm making. I wish that we were a culture that provided uh, more options um, because the same people, and I'm again, I'm not condoning abortion, right. but the same individuals that can stand out on picket lines and say, um, you are an abomination because you Bam. decide to have an abortion are the same people that will pass these mothers by when they need assistance, Hello. when they need counseling, Hello. Hello. when they need provision. Yeah. So I wish that there was a, yeah. Yeah. Unpopular opinion, and we're not even there, but... We're not uh, even there. If you send me hate mail... Listen. As my brother said, spell my name correct. That's a D. (laughs) (laughs) Charday D. Martin. (laughs) And we honor the Lord. Thanks so much. (laughs) Thanks so much. Um, Yeah. And and just to piggyback, and then we're going to move on. Because we can get caught... Right there, cause that social justice. Listen, that thing rouses up. up, man. So if we permit the government to make this decision to continuously place sanction on the feminine body, we are one decision away from moving back. When the government said that African American individuals were not human, we were constitutionally identified as animals. That part. So, and that decision was overturned in the 50s. Yeah. Fam, we ain't, huh? <laughs> we ain't that far away oh, okay. from 1950. Oh, okay. So, for as many of us that show up in our church that are Bible thumpers, that are chanting down Babylon and saying that uh, the United States of America is worshiping the spirit of Molech and we going to hell, fam, go back and read your Bible. Read your Bible. <laughs> um, and then exegete 
the culture of your time. But as a caveat to that, on the flip side, remember a couple of months ago, um, it was definitely 2018, I don't remember if it was the third quarter or the fourth quarter, that there was a satanic monument erected in New York for bail. Yes, it was one year in Georgia. Yeah, something like that as well. But I know for sure that it was in New York. And months later, New York passes legislation for partial birth uh, abortion. Yeah. So, intercessor. Listen. Are you paying attention to the movements in your local vicinity? What's happening in your region? Atlanta is a gateway city. Yes. So New York is a gateway city. Listen. Yes. So whatever happens in these gateway cities, you have Los Angeles, Mm -hmm. New York, uh, Atlanta, Miami, Seattle, um, Houston, Mm -hmm. Chicago. Whatever happens in these gateway cities, so goes the the rest of the country. Yes. So could it be that this could have been a different turnout had intercessors seen the erection of this monument to Baal and arbitrated it in the courts of heaven, could it be that months later we wouldn't have seen this legislation happen? Because sure, as we are on this podcast, there's so much more that is going to come out of these said decisions. This ain't the last time we're going to see of this, Mm -hmm. and this isn't the only fruit that's going to come about. When I tell you I feel that down in my flat big feet, Mm -hmm. this will not be the end of this at all. This is only the beginning. As a matter of fact, this is a small pun in the chess game. Trust. Trust the plus. All right. So this week, um, Pastor Jim Howard, senior leader of Real Life Church in Valence, California, killed himself after battling mental illness. Um, Yeah, man, this this thing is sad. Um, If you are listening to this podcast and you are a part of a body of faith, you are a believer. I am begging you with everything in me to begin to take up a burden to intercede for your pastors, intercede for your leaders. Pastors go through so much. Um, you know, there's research that talks about how many pastors die on Mondays, mm-hmm. the day right after preaching sermons there's research that says you know preaching one sermon is the equivalent of working a 40-hour work week Mm -hmm. so just imagine pastors who are part of mega ministries that preach multiple services um have to do life with people on multiple levels fam it's a lot this wasn't just a pastor he was a husband Mm -hmm. he was a son Mm -hmm. He was a father, mm-hmm. and yeah, all of these people' lives will forever be changed um, because of his decision. And we don't know, you know, the full depth of what it was that he was wrestling with internally, but we do know that something was there, and he saw suicide as his escape. So, even for our listeners, hey, if you are battling suicide, if you are battling self harm, Reach out to somebody. Let somebody know. Like, there is hope on the other side. So, 
that part. And beyond that, the senior pastor of the Real Life Church released a statement on social media and he said, quote, sadly, Jim suffered in private with mental health challenges, some of which he bravely discussed in public, and he was wrestling with some personal issues in recent months. This week he made the tragic decision to end his pain. Um, there are so many people that I know in ministry circles yeah. um, and even just um, our contemporaries in ministry who um, can literally preach houses down, mm -hmm. preach people underneath pews. I mean, pray people into another dimension and then they go back to these private hells that nobody is aware of. And at the end of the day, don't allow the culture that we reside in to make you feel like talking to someone is beneath you. Talking to someone or seeking professional help makes you less than a Christian or yeah. less than a believer. Not so. Yeah. Um, it is okay to take a pill. And, and love say, Jesus. And say, thank you, Jesus. Listen. In the same breath. If that is needed, do it. Do it. But do, by all means, do whatever it is that you need to do to make sure that you are mentally, physically, and emotionally well. Yeah. Yeah. And two, for those of us that do deem ourselves to be mentally, physically, emotionally well, okay. hey, fam, you got to bear the burden of your brother. Listen. So when individuals do reach out, don't drop the ball. You have a responsibility. Or don't show up to the scene trying to be Superman and you don't know what in the ham sandwich you're talking about. You better start referring people. Listen. Don't let that blood be on your hands. So, yeah, in closing, make it your business intercessor to invest in your emotional health. And yes. we don't talk about the emotional health and the emotional intelligence of the burden bearers. Yeah. We are by design crafted and molded in the hands of God to carry burdens. Facts. But who are you allowing into um, the audience of your life yeah. to help you sift through um, the matters and the facts of your life? Yeah. Yeah. Burden bearer. Yeah. Find a burden bearer. That part. Okay. And a burden, never mind. Anyway, <laughs> that was about to go way left. No, I'm going to say it. Make sure that it's a burden bearer that's not also trying to bear your flesh. Hmm? It's trying to creep in your sheets. Huh? Okay. Listen. Anyway, what else we got? Oh, oh, I can't say that. Yes, yes, I can. Listen, people are out here literally trying to fill people up with the spirit but at the end of the day like you trying to fill them up like fam right can i stroke you up i don't mind can i stroke you down i don't mind all through the night come out of here you lust demon no it's not how any of this works okay right. so listen body rocking knocking the boots <laughs> <laughs> Good loving. Huh? Until the break of dawn. He said, oh, come on. <laughs> Turn the lights down. Huh? Let me get on it. 
Why are we so churched? Jesus. I just want God to do it for me in this hour. <laughs> oh, that crept up on me. Hallelujah. Tom broke off. Tom broke off. Um, he was definitely a part of our childhood. If you grew up in the 90s, fam, you know Tom broke off. NBC Nightly News with Tom broke off. You know exactly who he is. Um, the man of Zion, he said that the Latin population should work on assimilating better to American culture. Oh! Yeah, that they should learn to speak English so that they will feel more comfortable. Oh! I got so many issues with this. So, so many issues. First of all, this whole notion of assimilating. Excuse me? So basically, you're telling these individuals that they need to whitewash their culture so that they are more acceptable to your fitting. Uh, Meanwhile, Ariana Grande is out here. Continue. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Talk about the little taco. They want us... (laughs) They want us... This face is wearing me. Jesus. And I don't even think I'm going to edit that out. They want us and people, other people of color to whitewash our culture, but you still appropriate our Our cultures, yeah. See, listen, you can't gentrify my culture and my skin. You done gentrified our neighborhoods. You done gentrified our music. You gentrified our fashions. You gentrified our, our literary literary works preaching. I'm so doggone sick of that. But that's neither here nor there. Um, let these people be. And that's the that's the American dream that people like Tom Brokaw envisioned. Mm-hmm. You know, when his ancestors immigrated here they were calling america the melting pot Mm -hmm. the land of dreams just because uh uh-huh just because you've gotten rid of your polish or your swedish or your british or your italian accents and looks and you've assimilated fam don't place what you did on other individuals to tell them this is how you get by. No, I want you to be able to speak your English, speak your Spanish, speak your whatever to the best of your abilities because at the end of the day, your legacy stands. Your legacy is going to outlive you. What are you leaving behind? Yeah. Furthermore, Tom Brokaw is like the age of the Crypt Keeper. He looks like the Crypt Keeper. Tales from the Crypt. If you don't sit, oh, oh. He like he smell like uh light bread. Wonder bread, you know Wonder bread got that smell. He like he smell like Wonder bread. Tom Brokaw looked like he smelled like Ben Gay. <laughs> Wet Lay's potato chips. And bologna. Souse meat. <laughs> <laughs> Mighty God. All right. So another hog head cheese face. 
And many of us, we fail to realize that even the savior that we worship, he and his parents, they were immigrants at one point. They were refugees, yeah. Yes. And we sit up here and we place sanctions on individuals individuals because they don't look like us. They don't speak like us. Like... Now, I do want you to speak proper English when I call in to AT&T to work out what we're not going to do. Okay. Now, we're going to look now, now, now. I need you to assimilate there because <laughs> we're dealing with business. Now, now, look now. When I need you to help me with my Apple product. Come on. I'm already struggling with my technology. I don't need to struggle to understand you. Listen. That's what we get. But we I got love the, the saints out here talking about Jesus coming back to the White House, and the next thing you know, they sending. Let's dig there. Jesus coming back to the White House with this comb over. That ain't the Jesus I serve. Oh, okay. Mm. And you out here with your hips, dips, and tips in people's cellular devices. But who are me? I was created to make his praise glorious. She did not sing that song. That was Martha Munizzi. That's right. <laughs> they all, never mind. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> what else is going on? Allegations of Michael Jackson's molestation, they're arising in the new Sundance documentary, Leaving Neverland. They won't let Mike rest. Now, all of these people that brought these allegations towards Mike back in the day, back in the 90s, once they became adults, most of them came forward and they said they were made to do X, Y, and Z, that Mike didn't do anything to them, um, that it was all lies and they apologize. This man has now gone on to receive his reward and he a Jehovah's Witness. What was his reward? Cause I'm sure he didn't make it in the hundred and forty four thousand. <sighs> too much? Okay. That was slightly too much. Okay. But it's okay. Um Yeah, man. You know, I I just want them to leave Mike alone. Just leave him alone. His family calling it a modern a modern day lynching of sorts. Um, yeah, man. I, I just want them to leave him alone. But at the same time, if that's your truth, when do we draw the line? Like, I personally wouldn't let Mike babysit my kids. But I do want, I do want them to let that man rest in the sweet abyss or whatever Jehovah's Witnesses do when they cross over. Guide me over, thy great Jehovah. Pilgrim through this barren land. I really want to hear that auto-tuned. <laughs> I just really believe that that We would. need to call T-Pain. Can you line this him? That would be hot. Would. He match up with Snoop Dogg. Listen. Hey, hey, hey. All right. Um, <laughs> so, 
in Tanzania, moving on, oh, Tanzania, um, there were a series of children that were coming up missing in the month of December. Mm -hmm. um, over 10 missing children in Tanzania have been found dead with missing body parts. Um, all of these babies that they found, most of them were under the age of 10 and over the age of 7. Um, all of their teeth are missing and their reproductive organs are missing and a lot of unrest is taking place on, within the country of Tanzania about it um, they believe that these babies body organs and tissues were being used in traditional medicine um, yeah it yeah. Which is code switch for witchcraft. Witchcraft, yeah. Um, and it's very unfortunate that these babies had to lose their lives the way that they did. Mm -hmm. um, what would it look like for intercessors to not be so consumed with what's going on within our space, but we come up a little bit higher mm -hmm. to be aware of what's going on in the world around us um yeah i i think even to a greater extent um this particular story it digs off into how oftentimes we as believers not just intercessors but believers live in a duality of sorts mm -hmm. absolutely it's problematic to war and pray through on behalf of egregiousness happening in various parts of the world when you are allowing your life to be ruled by demons that are in the stars. Come here, horoscope. Okay. <laughs> or down here in the south, you walking around here with mojo bags in your car, talking about you attracting money to you. And when people ask you about it, you say it's an incense holder. That ain't no incense holder. It's a mojo bag. A mojo bag. Mojo bag. I don't yeah. Know. A mojo bag. So people go to individuals okay. who practice hoodoo, huh. um, and they create these trinkets, these tallets. Um, they fill them with different articles. Sometimes it's grave dust. Sometimes it's bones. They fill it up with stuff, and you literally keep this thing on you, close to you, and whatever purpose it is created for that thing is attracted to you um you go to individuals for potions um growing up in backwoods arkansas there would be plenty of preachers that would actually go to those that practice hoodoo to get the power to lay hands on people and watch people fall out um, even in traveling and doing mission work in other countries, especially going to Haiti, um, we ran into a lot of pastors building their churches on top of cemeteries, specifically centering their pulpits on top of cemeteries um, so that they can draw on the power of grave dust and dirt. Um, Didn't, isn't there something about C.H. Mason with chicken bones or something? Yes. And we're not going to talk about that. Excuse me. Yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna go on. Cause we'll start a ride. Yeah. So did he have chicken bones or not? Is that a thing? No. There are images 
that are very questionable. Um, he called them the wonders of heaven. Um, yeah. But another talk show. Different day. We're going to move on. Because what you're not going to do is have me out here fighting anybody. Don't walk up on me talking stupid. Well, first of all. I'm saying. Thou shalt not knock if you cannot buck. Touche. Oh, okay. Amen. Saints get finicky when you start talking about witchcraft. And the reality is there are a lot of people in our Americanized, modern-day Christian lives that we encounter who are under witchcraft. Witchcraft. Fam, when I went to Ghana, that was one of the one of the things that they talked to us about. They was like, now, the holy dance that y'all do over here in North America in black churches, don't go over there to Ghana doing that in them churches. Cause that's the dance of the witch doctors. What? So you mean our one two step shout here in America is the witch doctors dance mm. on the continent? It left me in a conundrum of sorts. Because I'm like, wait. Is this why we are experiencing witchcraft in the pews? Because you showed Jig, fam. You'll be over there as Mama Odie's uh, chocolate... Uh, the devil is lie. Chocolate grandson. The way I was out there with them Ghanaian people with my handkerchief up in the air, <laughs> waving and gyrating in the presence of Jesus. It was fun. I enjoyed it. It was powerful, too. I'm sure. Such a powerful moment to go back to the continent and see black skin enjoying black life and joy. We honor the Lord. 250,000 people have been displaced attempting to flee violence in northeast Nigeria from the Boko Haram. Humanitarian efforts and aid workers are being forced to pull out because of the violence and many of the Nigerians are being forced to live in harsh conditions not suitable for human habitation. Yeah, and this has been going on for decades. Has. And it's like, it's up the ante. Um, And I, I even question how many of us have taken up a burden to really pray through about this thing. Like, are have we gotten to a place in our prayer lives to where we're able to meet the ills of the world at the same level in energy that it manifests? Come on. Right? Um, and I'm not too sure that, that we are there. I can say for myself, I'm not there. I'm not there. When I really sit back and I think about it, yeah. how many things that are taking place in my environment, in the lives of my friends, in the lives of my family members, in my own bloodline. And I am very passive in prayer. I am very passive in faith. Very passive in faith about it. Well, Lord, if you're going to do it, do it. Wait, no. Excuse me? Well, I'm going to pray through the word of the Lord about it. But we're going to see what the Lord... Huh? Like I yeah. really feel like we use that. I'm gonna see what the Lord say, what He says, as a means to dress up laziness. Yes. Like and doubt. Yeah. Yeah. Fear. All mm-hmm. of that. 
mm. procrastination. All of that. Literally. Um, you know, it's real popular these days to talk about, you know, keep that same energy. I wholeheartedly believe that we didn't even invent that. The saints of old. Listen. Invented the concept of keep, keep that, that same, same energy. Energy. Smith Wigglesworth. Let somebody die. This man was pulling up to the morgue, snatching bodies off the cooling board, like out the refrigerator, and throwing the cadaver up against the wall and commanding breath back into. These are documented records. Now, I, for me, (laughs) you know, I think we romanticize resurrection power. I want God to do it, like. Let me see it, Father. But warn me first, like, hey, fam, he gonna get up. Cause <laughs> can you imagine sure being that. somewhere and like, dude, like, you're dead. He's dead to the bed. He dead, dead, fam. Dead man, dead man, dead as him. <laughs> like, he's gone. And then the next thing you know, <clears throat> Fam. But you know, dead bodies do that anyway. They do, but Before, I mean, you know, they're embalmed. Like they do all of this. Sometimes they'll sit up. They'll pass. I could not. Yeah. That's not for me, fam. Man, listen. We say we want the grace of Catherine Kuhlman. We say we want the mace of Char- the the grace of Charles Parham. Um, all of God's generals, like those people. We say that we want their graces, but. Think about the stuff. Think think about the retro demons that exist mm-hmm. during their times. Fam, them joints done evolved umpteen times. Wow. Now, from the 1940s to now, the way that perversion and lust has evolved? What? So, if they had to be that radical... But what we would deem to be little imps. These imps are now full grown. I can only imagine what we got to do. I can only imagine the greater dispensation of faith we must walk in in order to see those levels of miracles. Think about it. When we were praying with you and for you, dealing with this pancreatic cancer, Chardet, we did stuff nobody wanted to do. How many people are willing to sacrifice sleep to get up? Listen. Every Wednesday, Every Wednesday morning, morning at 6 a.m. Listen, we praying down for our friend. How many how many people are really, really willing to turn down their plates, are I really willing? Windmill. Listen. This whole situation right here. To say, no, yeah, we're going to apply our faith to this thing, but let's add some practicality to it. I'm willing to miss a couple of haircuts to buy groceries. I'm willing to I'm willing to inconvenience my whole life right up and through here to move my friend in to watch God do the miracle. That That even while she sleeps, I'm going to continuously declare the word of the Lord over her. We're going to see this thing through. Not too many people are willing to do that. It takes work for a real a real miracle? Listen. It takes work. Are we willing again to Listen. inconvenience ourselves to see the miraculous? And then when God do it, you give God the glory back. Listen. You take your name off of it. Because intercessor, Woo. you are nameless. Oh, I feel glory with that. And you are faceless. Hallelujah. Anyway. Thank you, Jesus. I feel glory with that. 
Can you give it back to him? Can you give it back to him and say, God, encore? Can you give it back to him and wait on the next prayer assignment that he can trust you with? Because at the end of the day, things don't happen as believers. Things don't happen to you. They happen for you. you. Listen. Yeah. Through and for you. For you. (laughs) Yeah. So what kind of tenacity would that birth in you if you realize that if you approach the crisis of cancer as an opportunity to see God be Rafa? This is what, when the scripture talks about how we are co-laborers with God, this is what that is. To see the manifestation of a miracle is labor. That part. Because you have to inconvenience yourself. I have yet to find labor I enjoy. Going to the gym to build my body the way that I want it to look. I enjoy the benefits of it. But in the process, oh, I'm going off on my trainer. The entire time, my body is screaming give up. That's what labor is. Fam, listen. Could it be that we are seeing a droughtage in the miraculous because there are too many people who want to make a name for themselves. Listen, we're caught up in our brands. We're caught up in our websites. We're caught up in pushing our material. Social media following. Yeah. How many people can take? How many people can capture a blurb of a moment and watch this thing go around the world? And I'm being called, but we have yet to see the the miracle worker. I think that we have yet to really see the miracles of our generation. Like, you can identify the miracles to the mantle of Paul. That part. You can identify the miracles that were linked to the mantle of Peter. Mm -hmm. You can identify the miracles that were linked um, to the mantle of a Smith Wigglesworth, of a C.H. Mason, of a a Mother Essie Shaw. Um, All of these prolific individuals that are our predecessors and we are the manifestation of the things that they prayed for. But how many of us can readily sit down and identify miracles that are assigned to the anointings and the grace that's on our lives. Many of us are very surface in the grace that's on us. And I'm talking about my own self. Listen. Very surface. And we're satisfied with being surface. Listen. We're satisfied with being surface. Listen. As an intercessor, as a believer, you should have history with the works and the maneuvers of God. Yeah. That as an intercessor is one of your most potent weapons in the place of prayer. Your history with God, even when you dig into um, Moses' staff yeah. that he used um, to route, uh, wrought miracles yeah. for the children of Israel. Um, in Jewish customs, they talk about um, the staff of Moses actually being um, one of the buds from Adam. Mm. So literally when he stood in front of the Red Sea, he was wielding up and lifting up his history history with with God. God. Yeah. And it was a catalyst for waters to stand up for the miraculous. 
when you are in the place of prayer and you are contending for the lives of your family members, pull on your history. When you're contending for Ooh, your oh life, yes, pull hallelujah, on your history, hallelujah. When was the last time mm. you saw him as a strong deliverer? Hallelujah. When was the last time that you saw him as um, a mind regulator? Yeah. When was the last time that you saw him as a heart fixer? Your breakthrough lies in your history with him. Pull on that this week. Yeah. We're going to have to move. Listen. Because I feel him sitting on my chest. We cannot my afford. God. We can never afford to forget our past God-given victories. We can't afford to. Because the moment that Ooh. we do, we lose battles. Trauma bullies you out of your history with God. Yeah. Trauma will counsel you out of what you know you have seen the hand of the Lord yeah. do in your life. Ooh. I know God is a healer. Pull on your history with God, fam. Ooh, all right. Selah. Uh, all right. And when it, it gets real. You, yes, it does. It compels you to say, do it again. Do it again, God. Because I know that you can. <laughs> I know that you can. And what would happen... <laughs> When in conjunction with the great cloud of witnesses that Hebrews talks about, mm -hmm. that we can pull on our contemporary cloud of witnesses mm -hmm. that says, hey, we know what this wall looked like, but we got together, we did X, Y, and Z, and we trusted God at his word, and we pulled on his name, mm -hmm. and he did this, mm -hmm. and we're expecting him to do an encore to do this again. History yes. with God. That group of people. I tell you, I will go to war with them at any time. I got an opportunity to see the grace of God in our community in ways. Yeah. And it makes me grateful. It makes me absolutely. Intercessor, this is why it is so important that you are mindful of who you pair your life up with. Because when life happens, and it is going to happen, Listen. you need individuals that are not somewhere melting down and breaking down with you, but who are able to say, you know what, you have your moment. We're going to dress up, and we're going to take the battlefield for you. Don't worry about it, and we'll come back with the spoils. Who you, who you rolling with, fam? Who you with? Mm -hmm. Don't be no punk out here. All right, the last thing for the block is Hyde. Um, I believe a couple of days ago, um, actor... Actually last night. Last night, wow. Um, actor Jesse Smollett mm -hmm. was beaten in Chicago Monday night. Um, these two Caucasian individuals mm -hmm. um, approached him coming out of his hotel going to get food. Mm -hmm. um, they said some very homophobic racist things towards him they proceeded to violently beat him i believe he suffered broken uh, ribs um, yeah. as well as some other injuries um and we're literally 
told from reports all over everywhere that these two men who were donned in uh, ski masks um, screaming, this is MAGA country, make America great again. Um, they, again, beat him brutally. Um, Tyler Noose around, his, noose neck. around yeah. his neck. Poured bleach on him and yelled, um, this is MAGA country. Yeah. So... This was a modern day lynching, right? Because when when you look at the Nadar period um, of the 1920s through really the, some say it ended in mid 50s, but I say it ended in the 60s and in some areas, mm-hmm. the 70s. Um, lynching wasn't just limited to them um, tying ropes around individual necks. Um, lynching was also them tarring and feathering you. It was them brutally beating you. Um, It was them bombing your homes. It was, um, you know, them causing you to lose jobs. Um, Lynching wasn't just limited to you being strung from a tree. So, Monday night, we saw modern modern day lynching. And I kind of wonder, again, this happened in a gateway city. Listen... Okay, Um, it happened to an individual who is a powerful activist Mm -hmm. in social issues across the board in the country. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, What's coming down the pipeline? Why did that happen this year at that time in Chicago, the way that it did in the specific spirit that was behind that moment? What else is coming? What is the summer going to bring? What? Yeah, it, it just makes me wonder, what is this? How do we even pray through about this? Because even in watching the way that the media was reporting it, I didn't know about the racial piece, mm-hmm. the way that it was presented starting really Monday night early this morning. Mm-hmm. It was that it was a, a homophobic mm-hmm. attack. Um, but... When you have individuals like Lee Daniels, Mm -hmm. um, even Jensen himself, Mm -hmm. um, some of his co-actors and actresses um, actually coming on this saying, well, no, it just wasn't a homophobic attack. Yeah, it was absolutely racial. Yeah. Yeah. Now it's like, oh, so this was another part of the story that y'all left out. Number one, why did you leave that part out of the story? You know, so it's, it's just interesting. It's interesting, and I, I wonder how do we seek the face of the Lord about this, or even if this is something for us to seek the face of God about. I think that it absolutely is, and I think it's just another opportunity for us to see the temperament of the country that we live in when you have the leader of the highest office in the United States of America make fun of people, bully people. Of course, people feel justified and even uh, emboldened, if you will, to do something as heinous as this. So I definitely think that uh, along with us praying through um, the temperament of um, the country that we live in and just the temperament of this time and this culture, I think that coupling with that there still needs to be serious conversation around the fact that um gay rights is something that 
needs to be talked about because at yeah. the end of the day, yeah. we are in a country where there should be liberty and justice for, for all. And just because yep. I may not agree with how you live your life does not mean that I can't empathize with your plight. Yeah. You should feel safe where you reside. Yep. You should not be afraid as a black man, as a gay man, as a white woman, as a lesbian woman. And again, this is not condoning Any, um, yeah. sexual behaviors. This is talking about the fact that people, human Just beings, being a human. Yeah. you should feel safe wherever it is that you choose to go. And the fact that someone could put a noose around this man's neck like y'all are not okay and and it's such a punk move the simple fact that you have to hide your face listen keep that same energy listen let me see who you are and the fact that it took two of y'all yeah that was a blatant punk move <sighs> this block is on fire the as, block is uh, blown the smithereens. It tickles me down to hear you pray that. <laughs> Blast and blow into smithereens. Okay, Manica. Hey, go ahead and pray. <laughs> Do it, God. What he said. <laughs> Next up, we have unpopular, unpopular opinions. opinions. Now, listen. I keep telling y'all week after week that I'm not scared of none of you. Listen. And I am going to say what I got to say because I'm big enough to say it. The way y'all been sliding in my DMs about looking at your grandmama. <laughs> and there's a little bit of James Brown in there. It's just the teach. Jam is all that I have to say to you, and I'm not gonna take it back. I had several individuals walk up on me Sunday and was like, So, you out here talking my grandma's now? No, we're not, we're just presenting fact. And she looks a little James Brownish. It's okay, it's okay, it's a man's world, but it wouldn't be nothing without a woman or a gal. Hmm? So, unpopular opinion, mm -hmm. uh, first up. Disney movies were really soft porn. You know, there's some truth in that. Oh, okay. Looking at some of the stuff now with adult eyes and lenses, they were setting us up. Um, The Little Mermaid. <laughs> okay. Um, Pinocchio. Listen, uh, Jafar was in a bestiality with that parrot. Listen, someone write about that dude, Jafar. We not gonna park the car there. No, 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 <laughs> we're not. <laughs> no, a popular opinion. <laughs> Nala mm -hmm. gave Simba this. It seems like you ready look in the Lion King when they was around there tussling, and she ended up on her back. And she gave him, he she gave him that hey now look. Nala, I said, well, <laughs> Nala was looking at Simba like <clears throat> I got my t-shirt and my panties on. 
Too far. <laughs> okay. Too well. Okay. All right. I mean, she did. She gave him the look of seduction. And the fact that they were able to draw out seduction. What type of talent do you have? Stop teaching five-year-olds to gaze in people's eyes. Because she did look into Samba's soul. My 31-year-old self looking at the Lion King like, I'm uncomfortable. What did you... I may be young, but I'm ready. Thank you, Jesus, to give you all my love. I told my, what is it? Nala told her girls you could get it. Don't slow it down. Just take it slow. So in love, she give it all away. Just don't tell nobody tomorrow. So you know you in sin because you don't want to tell nobody. <laughs> Come out of that bed of sin. Come out of them bushes of unholiness. Hmm. Then you got Timon and Puma being voyeurs. Why y'all looking? They were. Nasty. See? All right. I didn't even think about Timon and Puma. A meme oh, Nasty self. Hmm. Disney was Pornhub before Pornhub was Pornhub. Too far? You don't win now. Now, wait. Now, I know this is your podcast, but wait. It's yours, too. <laughs> and there's some people out there listening to your podcast that know what Pornhub is. Lift your dirty hands. <laughs> and bless him. <laughs> God help us. Um. Kamala, Kamala, what's her name? Kamala Harris. Mm-hmm. Unpopular opinion. All skin folk ain't kin folk. And that's fact. I need y'all hmm. to do your due diligence and stop jumping behind every Tom, Dick, Harry, and Rayquisha hmm. that puts their bid in to public office like they're going to be the next savior of the free world and check their receipts. Because when you dig into them doggone receipts of the Kamala Harris, The senator is a tad bit problematic. Hmm. Now, I'm not telling you who to cast your vote for. Listen. All I'm saying is in the year of our Lord, 2019, Hit that young Google up and look at the political record of the people who are being forced in your face. Buzzword, mass incarceration. Okay. Buzzword, militarization of police. Okay. Buzzword, okay? Research, dig, and look, ma'am and sir. The new Jim Crow, read it. Listen. And then do your research on Miss Harris. Because mm-hmm. there have literally been conversations that we had concerning mass incarceration. Even if you take the time to look at Netflix, they have a documentary on there called The 13th, 13th. Mm-hmm. Uh, which talks about um, the issue of mass incarceration and how uh, 
the beloved Bill Clinton for some was a key player and yeah. role in the mass incarceration They made so crisis. much money. Oh my God. They made so much, I mean, like, bank. Just like Trump and them making bank or made bank off the government shutdown. Listen. The Clintons made guap. Guap off of mass incarceration. It's crazy. Listen. So with the way that mass incarceration was going on, um, we literally months ago talked about the idea that the new class would be in fact the incarceration class that the way things are going there will be no um, middle class the middle class would be eliminated Mm -hmm. and that new class of people would be um the and again the incarceration class with how much the numbers of mass incarceration under her leadership in California because before she was a senator she was DA? the DA yeah. in um, San Francisco mm-hmm. and I want to say she was the attorney general for Los Angeles mm-hmm. I uh, want to say or California rather um there were sanctions passed down because they literally said the prison population of Los Angeles was too much. Wow. And instead of her putting in the proper legislation to get sanctions made to um, deflate the population, the prison population, she played like she played hooky. She didn't do what she was supposed to do. So while there were great benchmarks and there were great things, noteworthy things that she did in the beginning of her um, political career in California, there are things in her record that makes you lift your eyebrows and hopefully they're not drawn on with black lip liner. Cause I will wipe them off your face. Thanks. Jesus wept. Not skin, them brows, though. Skin folk. All skin folk. Ain't kin folk. Ain't your kin folk. All right. And you can put that in your pipe and smoke it. Unpopular opinion. SpongeBob and Patrick were in a same gender-loving relationship. I give you that. You know? I give you that. Um, it was blurred lines. You couldn't tell what was happening. Ren and Stimpy were also in the same gender. Well, I don't know. Bird and Ernie. Bird and Ernie. Yo, can you tell me how to get to Sesame Street? Jesus, be careful. Everybody around here talking about that's my son and that's my bro. Okay. okay. Hmm. And uh, you can't tell me that SpongeBob and Patrick weren't smashing because wait help help god you can't tell me because there are too many gifts of patrick p-popping in a handstand <sighs> too far <sighs> clearly i'm the problematic cousin of this episode's unpopular opinion because the way you be You've been beatboxing since we started. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I've, I haven't smacked my lips. I haven't done anything. I just breathe in and out. That's it. Jesus. Well, 
If he out here getting your cookies, make sure you give him a cup of milk. My lamb. I just want us to make it all in. I just... <gasps> This week on Mirror Mirror. Yeah, man. Listen, Mirror Mirror on the wall. Who's the flyest intercessor of them all? I really need you to stop trying to make this a thing. It is not. It has wheels. It's going to be a thing. <laughs> it does not have wheels. <laughs> it's moving. <laughs> With church feet. Every time I try to... <laughs> Every time... <laughs> So this week, what are we talking about in Mirror Mirror? This week, we are going to be delving in the idea of what needs to happen in order for you as an intercessor to turn down the noise of your life mm. so that you can hear clearly directives and instruction from Holy Spirit. Yeah. Yeah. So many times you hear people talk about how it's difficult to hear um, the voice of the Lord. You hear people talk about in frustration that um, there are so many things happening and they just can't really focus in to hear what the Lord is saying specifically for um, their lives or what even can be happening um, from the sense of the world and culture. But what I've discovered is that uh, the Lord has postured himself to always um, speak. Heaven has a continuous narrative happening. And a lot of times we allow chatter that comes from different areas and sanctions of our lives to drown out the very voice of God that's speaking to us to yeah. give us the instruction that we need. Yeah, yeah. The truth that I've learned is that oftentimes in hearing the voice of the Lord, you will also have to contend with voices that were once necessary and will at time again be necessary, right? So I believe that there are six voices that you will have to contend against in Come order on. to authentically hear the voice of the Lord. Um, Number one is the voice of home. Okay. And when I say home, I mean your inner self. Sometimes you got to shut your own self Listen. up in order to hear the voice of the Lord because you will talk you out of being in the right place Listen. at the right time, in the right moment, doing the right thing because you don't feel like it, Listen. because I'm tired, because I'm hungry or, you know, whatever. So you have to contend with the voice of home. Secondly, you have to contend with the voice of kinsmen. Yeah your family, those that you share blood with, right? Um, family, man, family can either construct or deconstruct. Yeah. They're like a hammer. Yeah. And oftentimes, families being able to construct or deconstruct is really found in how sober they are, how healthy they are. Um, how toxic they are. 
Yeah, so you got to contend with the voice of your kinsmen. Thirdly, you will have to contend with the voice of your mother and your father. Um, those individuals that were responsible for birthing you in the earth. Mm -hmm. And sometimes the contending begins in the womb. Mm -hmm. You have to contend with mama not wanting you, not wanting to carry you, desiring to get an abortion. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, once you're born, dad not claiming you, dad rejecting you. So having to contend with the voice of mom or dad, or even when you decide to make a decision with your life and with your time that goes against what they envisioned for your life. You have to contend against mom and dad. Mm -hmm. Sec the fourthly, you have to contend against the voice of your siblings. Um, those individuals that you will probably end up having to be the Joseph for, mm -hmm. the Moses for, the Jesus for. Because mm -hmm. Jesus' disciples were also some of his siblings. Mm -hmm. We never talk about that, right? Um, because these are the individuals that watched you grow up. So who are you to tell me X, Y, and Z when I had to wipe your butt? I had to wipe your nose. I got whoopings with you, right? So the commonality of siblings. Um, fifthly, you would have to contend with the voice of your material possessions. Um, you aspire to get that house. You aspire to have that type of job. Mm -hmm. You aspire to have that level of influence, to yeah. wear those types of clothes, that type of car, mm -hmm. live in that specific city. Have to contend with the voice of material possession. And lastly, you have to contend with the voice of your spouse. And for those of us that aren't married, you have to contend with the voice of intimate relationships. Mm -hmm. Oftentimes, we'll find ourselves in situations similar to what Lot found himself in with Lot and his wife. And, you know, they having to escape the city. Woman of God, don't look back. She looks back. Boom. She's a pillar of salt. Or um, you have to contend against what Abraham found himself with, with Sarah. How I have the promise of the Lord I share with you what God showed me but you being my significant other you being the one that I share intimate space with you laugh because your mind can't even conceive the greatness of what God wants to do not only in me but with us That's good. you gotta contend with all of those voices and sometimes it ain't a one on one you gotta go with the whole six you gotta go through Molly whopping everybody <laughs> come on Molly Whopping. yeah and many of us we get swept under at some point, at some point with those voices. Yeah, I think it's so important to understand that the voice of God, not just as an intercessor, but a believer, believer yeah. is so important to have. And a relationship with God strengthens the intercessor's ability to recognize his voice. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times I think it is that relationship aspect, that intimacy aspect that really robs us of places of authority mm -hmm. in prayer mm -hmm. and really robs us of the results that we should be seeing from prayer. our prayer lives. Um, it, yeah, that lack of intimacy. And when you think about how if you're in a relationship with a person, you go all out. Mm -hmm. 
to establish a sense of intimacy with that person. You know, what do you like? This is what I like. What's your favorite color? This is my favorite color. So there comes a point in any relationship, whether that be romantic or platonic, where you're um, you fortify intimacy to the point where you can begin to communicate with your loved one, your friends, or mm -hmm. whomever. Mm -hmm non-verbally yes. because you know them that well yeah. um how many things have holy spirit been how many things have the holy spirit released down the pipes that we have missed because we're too distracted and we haven't fortified a sense of intimacy with the father so literally heaven is wooing us and saying hey pay attention to this but because we're so distracted we're so caught up in the chatter that's happening around, around us, us yes that we can't hear yeah. what god is saying in us and to us that's so good you know what i dare call it the bartimaeus effect yeah. right um, and we all know the story of blind Bartimaeus. You can find it in the book of Matthew. You can find it in the book of Mark, even in the book of Luke. And they all give three different uh, perspectives of the story of Brother Bartimaeus. But long story short, um, Bartimaeus hears that Jesus was passing by. When he finds out that it was Jesus, going back to the whole history piece, he calls Jesus the son of David. Mm -hmm. He begins to pull on Jesus's history, the why behind why Jesus came into the earth realm. He pulls on Jesus's messianic assignment, right? And the crowd began to shush him. Yeah. Shut up! You don't know what you're talking about. He don't want to talk to you. Shut up, right? I, I could just imagine like they were going off on Bartimaeus. The scripture says that the more they chatted him down, even the louder he got. He met them at the same level of energy. Cheers us! Keep that same energy. Keep that same energy, energy right? He met them at the level that they were coming at him. As a result, he became so tenacious in getting Jesus' attention. Jesus stops the parade turns in the direction of Bartimaeus and tells the crowd, tell him I said come. The individuals or the instrument that was attempting to silence him, Jesus now, who is the word made flesh, who is the transformative gospel in the flesh, now shifts that entire role to where those that were chatting him down, those that were cluttering him, are now the same hands, the same voices that God used to get Bartimaeus to his miracle. Bartimaeus gets up, comes to Jesus, still blind. Jesus said, what do you want? He says, have mercy on me. No, what, what do you really want? Lord, that I might have my sight. He asked for something that he had never experienced. He had been blind from birth. He didn't know what light looked like, what color looked like, you know, what shades looked like. He didn't even, I don't think, understood what vision was, but he knew that it was something that he needed. He never would have got it if he would have listened to the chatter of the crowd. Silence them joints. Listen. Because on the other side of silencing the crowd, silencing the other voices is us experiencing something that's far greater than anything that we could ever imagine. After his sight was restored, the scripture says he gave thanks and he began to follow Jesus on the way. He then became a disciple as a result. He tapped into a whole nother level of intimacy. Mm -hmm. 
as a result? Could it be that many of us aren't going to depths of intimacy oh, good, with man. God that's because good. we have failed, number one, to silence the chatter, silence the voices of groups, but two, pull on our history enough with God to ask for something that we can never imagine. And once we experience, we fall in love with God all over again. That's good. Yeah. And to that, it's so important to understand that as you pursue wholeness and a greater level of sobriety, there comes a point in your journey where you have to prioritize the voices that are in your life. Yeah. Every voice that is speaking in your ear, every voice that is speaking in your life should not be the number one voice that you um, gain your counsel Facts. from, Facts. that you gain your insight from. You have to get to a place where you are sober enough to put those jokers in place. Worship is where we hear the voice of God, but it's prayer where we discern God's tone. Mm -hmm. So it's not enough for you to hear the voice of God, but can you decipher and discern his tone? Mm -hmm. Can you discern the emotion that he has? God has emotions. Emotions, yes. Just yes. like you yes. have emotions. Yes. And it's it doesn't make you more spiritual yes. to sidebar, sidetrack those emotions. No, it's a very spiritual experience to decipher and sift through your emotions. But what are you doing with that? Are you deciphering the tone and the tenor of Holy Spirit. When you think about the woman with the issue of blood, think about the voices, the numerous voices yes. that she had to prioritize so that she could make her way through the crowd to touch the hem of Jesus's garment to get the healing and the restoration that she needed. Yeah. The text tells us that she was ceremonially unclean. unclean yeah. So not only does she have the inner voice of what's happening with her, mm -hmm. she has the voice of the community Community. of the unclean. Mm -hmm. So what kind of conversation was happening amongst the ceremonially unclean? Oh, here she gone. Oh, don't touch me. 12 years in the game of being unclean. These people, they know you. That part. So what do you do when you are in a situation where you know there's greater for you you know that there is more for you to accomplish. There's more for you to experience. But the community that you are placed in, that you feel that you are trapped in, can only throw up your history. Ooh. Your history of uncleanness. Ooh. You have to prioritize those voices enough to break out and say, hey fam, it's something that is in that crowd and I'm going to go against the grain yeah. and I'm going to pursue the wholeness and the restoration that I need. The text says that the crowd was thronging. Yeah. So not only does she have that inner commentary and the commentary of the unclean community, she now has the chatter of the hundreds and thousands of people that are thronging together in this crowd. Oh, she just touched me. They literally know that you're unclean, but you're pressing your way yeah. to the Messiah to touch his garment. So not only do 
uh, does she have to encounter the chatter of the community and the, the thronging of the people, but then she runs into the disciples, those who have the ability to help her, saying, did she just touch, like, is she coming to touch us? Fam, ain't nobody come to see you, Otis. <laughs> Chill out. <laughs> so... There are a lot of, especially with our generation, everything that happens in the media, it looks like there is an opportunity for somebody to say, this is why I don't go to church. No, fam, you don't go to church because you don't want to go to you church. You don't want to go to church. You that don't want to go to church. That but what happens when there is an authentic moment where the people who should be there to help you and should be equipped to help you you have to prioritize those voices as well yeah. to get to the wholeness and the healing that you need. Look at all of the voices that she went through. Yeah. And she pressed through and she had to mute to get to the wholeness. He touched, she touched him and she says that your faith has made you whole. When are you, an assessor, going to get to the place where your faith can speak louder than any voice of opposition that is speaking around you to make you whole? Jesus said the same thing to Bartimaeus. That's good, Martin. Girl, I'll punch you in your chest. Okay. That was good. All right. Say that part again about faith. When will you get to the place yeah. as an intercessor when your faith will speak louder than the voice of any opposition around you that is trying to bar you and barricade you from getting your wholeness? Your faith mm. must speak louder. Mm -hmm. Turn the noise down. down. Whatever wow. you got to do. If you got to put that phone and do not disturb. Do it. If you got to put that phone down. Do it. Stop scrolling. Do it. If you have to mute some text threads. Yeah. Do it. Do what you have to do. If you got to turn off trash TV. Do it. There's love and hip hop. Huh? Whatever it is. Yeah. That you have to do. Do it. What will happen if we meet heaven with the same intensity if we keep heaven's energy, what if we match that? What are we missing out on because we're not meeting heaven with that same energy? We want um, God to be energetic pouring out healing. We want God to be energetic pouring out financial breakthrough. But we lackadaisically pour out prayer, fasting, Mr.'s daddy in the color purple said, just slow as molasses. They didn't go there. It's too much. <laughs> Listen, I don't trust you if you ain't seen the color purple, to be honest. This has really blessed me. Um, and it was very convicting and sobering to me. As much as we laugh and we joke, we attempt to balance out the realness mm -hmm. of these moments with humor because it's a lot it turns into a fire hose in a second and sometimes all you can handle in the moment is a glass so we attempt to chop up the fire hose with some humor so that you can settle down and receive so that we all can settle down and receive because i'm also receiving in these moments um 
intercessor, we got work to do. Listen. There's far more to us than these elaborate tongues that we have. We got to get the work. Faith without works is dead. Absolutely. Yeah. And at the end of the day, a distracted intercessor is a liability. Because we say that often. We, it's true. If we are on the field of battle and I am consumed with things that don't even matter, I'm leaving my brother open yeah. to the attack of the enemy. Yeah. How many people are we leaving open, open. to the attack of the enemy of their soul? Because we are distracted, because we don't have enough tenacity and we don't have enough courage to turn the noise down, get somewhere and pray through. Do not go the rest of 2019. It took us three months to get out of January, but do not go the entire year failing to get to a place where you can fortify your relationship and your intimacy with the father as an intercessor your life depends upon it and the lives of, of others as well Selah. well listen we so enjoy you for joining in with us for this episode that was so pastoral of the we, let out we enjoy you we enjoy oh mm-hmm. what's your socials Instagram and Twitter, you can find me at Shardemus. That is S-H-A-R-D-E-M-U-S. Y'all are still sending me Facebook requests, so uh, I get around to them sometime. Hey, y'all. That's in Lodabar. (laughs) Hey, girl, hey. (laughs) Hey, dude, hey. Uh, Hey, dude. Remember that, Nickelodeon? No. You don't remember Hey, dude? I remember uh, Salute face. 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 Nick Jr. Burr, 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 burr. <sighs> no? Okay. What's your social media? <laughs> Play me like you'll remember Face. I do remember Face. Face looked like um, the Kool-Aid guy. He did? Yeah. Hey, kids. Nick Jr. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Burr, 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 burr. <laughs> All right. Um, on Instagram, I am Broderick.McBride. That is B R O D E R I C K, period. McBride, M C B R I D E. And on the Book of Faces, I am Broderick L. McBride. And all of these new friend requests is causing my introvert to flare up. But we honor the Lord. I will eventually add you. I'm not, you know, at 5,000. I got room. You always try to slip some fugazi in on the end. Listen, you're famous. I'm not going to find it. I am not famous. That is Monopoly money. People know you. They know your name. Thank you, Jesus. You're pitchy. How about that? Uh, I flipped this table over. I went flip this table. Wait. <laughs> <laughs>